Welcome to Premier Health Now On Air. Summer is finally here. It's great to be outdoors in the sunshine. But our skin may not be having so much fun. In fact, it can get downright irritated. Today, we're talking about summer skin problems and how to avoid them with timely tips straight from the source to help your summer days be carefree. We're glad you're along. I'm your moderator, Leslie Lane. And with me today from Vandalia Family Care are Sarah Bright. Welcome. Hi. And Sarah Wilson. Thanks for joining us. Hello. You're both family nurse practitioners who see a lot of summer skin issues, I bet. Oh, yes. So is there something about the season that just makes skin more sensitive, more prone to problems? Well, you definitely are exposing your skin more than you would in other seasons. Um, With the warm weather, people tend to wear less clothes just so that they can enjoy that sunshine and soak it up, which is a great thing to do. But you do have to be cautious of some of the things that you're putting yourself at risk to. And sometimes I think we just spend more time outside than we normally would, especially like in the winter, which is going to expose you to more sunlight. Like Sarah said, I mean, you have less clothes on, but at the same time, you're also spending a lengthier piece of time outside as well, which kind of puts you at risk for other issues. If you already have some kind of skin condition, does that added exposure just exacerbate it? And can you speak to that, what you might want to do? I would say absolutely. Anytime, just like any rash, we always say heat is going to make a rash worse. So obviously in the summer, it's a little hotter. So if you have a kind of a predisposed condition, whether it's, I don't know, psoriasis, contact dermatitis, things like that, more heat, more sunlight is going to actually make that flare, make that worse. So more or less treatment-wise is not going to vary significantly, but we're more likely to have to treat you or maybe a little more aggressively than we would otherwise. Some people do find as well that the moisture in the air actually does improve some of those conditions as well, too. Also, not being around heat as much as you do in the winter. So sometimes there's actually some benefits associated with summertime. The heat you're thinking about is the dry heat in the winter, right? Yeah, Yeah. right. Not the summer heat. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Well, sunburn is obviously the season's big skin disaster. And we did talk about that in an earlier podcast. But sometimes the problem isn't so much a burn as a sun allergy. What does that look like? Some people actually have a sensitivity to the sun, and it'll cause a specific type of rash. In that instance, that person, the more they're exposed to sunlight, the rash is just going to get worse. And it's not a burn like you would typically see, but actually a very itchy, irritated rash. Their best bet is to avoid the sunshine as much as possible. And there are certain medications that can be used as well to help prevent that reaction from occurring. And they should definitely seek care if they're having that itchy rash every time they're out in the sun. What does it look like? Usually it's like a raised red, kind of more of a you can feel it. It's uh, You can actually feel the rash and then very itchy as well. Do you find that clothing with a high SPF helps with sun allergies? The less exposure you have, it will improve your outcomes with that, but you really have to avoid that sun completely. So even sometimes the clothing isn't enough to prevent that from occurring. And is there any do-it-yourself treatment that's going to work for a sun allergy or should I really come to see one of you? I guess I would say do-it-yourself, obviously avoiding, that's a do-it-yourself, but with any kind of allergic reaction, you may get some relief from some kind of antihistamine type things. So over-the-counter things like Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtec, lotion might help, but non-scented, I wouldn't overdo it kind of a thing, but 
if it's significant enough that it's really bothering you, you're probably not going to have a lot of kind of relief without having additional treatment, which would have to come from us. And what does that consist of? Like any rash, sometimes if with itching, sometimes it'll be steroids. Topical is always first line kind of choice if able, or um, if it's really significant, we have to go more systemic and do like an oral steroid. That is often kind of something that we need to do for a significant rash with the itching to kind of decrease that inflammatory process because that's the main thing that's causing the kind of irritation. So speaking of itchy rashes, poison plants can be a real nightmare for a lot of people. And we have poison ivy certainly in southwest Ohio. How bad can it get? It can get really bad (laughs) Um, depending on, you know, which areas of your body you touch after you're exposed. um, It can get pretty miserable, Um, definitely when it involves the face um, or private areas, then you really want to seek treatment right away as that can make your life very miserable if you don't get it treated. And it can cause things like infections if you scratch that area, which can make you really sick as well, too. And it's hard not to scratch it for sure. What's the very first thing I should do if I think I got into poison ivy? The unfortunate thing about most of your poison plants, poison ivy specifically, is that you don't necessarily know that you got into it. And you only have about 15 minutes to get that oil off of your skin. Otherwise, you're kind of sorry it's going to maybe happen anyway, even if you kind of go in and take a shower. So if you know that you got into it and you, or you even think maybe I did, I would go wash as quickly as possible. You know, just regular soap and water. Get the oils off of your skin as much as possible and try not to kind of touch around on everything until you've done that because you are going to potentially spread it. So that's probably first and foremost if you do come in contact with something like poison ivy. What, if anything, can I do once those itchy spots start to appear? You can definitely take an antihistamine like Benadryl at bedtime or some Claritin or Allegra. That can kind of help with that allergic response. Calamine lotion can be beneficial to dry out that rash um, over-the-counter. Hydrocortisone can also help with the itchiness. Unfortunately, you know, it's pretty miserable. And if you're susceptible to it, you know, you've obviously been there and (laughs) experienced that a little bit. It's a hard thing to go through. Um, Definitely, if you know you're prone to a reaction and it's going to be a big reaction, you should seek medical treatment right away. The sooner you get in and we can get those systemic steroids or oral steroids, we can, you know, help you get that under control quicker. So can you start out the fact from fiction for me? People think that by, you know, it okay, it oozes, right? It oozes. And they think that's what spreads it. it does it spread? Not that way. The spreading is from the oils. So anywhere that the oil touches is where you're going to have the outbreak. Once the outbreak's in that area, it's not like four days later and you've got oozing, it's going to spread then from touching your previous spots. It's the oils that causes the outbreak. Adding to that, you got to think to it like burning brush and things like that. You can get it within like your airways. So, you know, be cognizant of that, that if you're burning brush, so you don't really know what all's in that brush, that that is a possibility. And that would obviously be extremely significant where you would need to be treated with a systemic steroid pretty quickly. What would you feel if that happened? Inflammation, significant difficulty, breathing, things like that. I would say most people, if they're having a severe reaction, you're going to know that you need to seek like immediate emergency room kind of care because anytime you can't breathe, most people have significant anxiety with that, understandably so. But that would kind of tip you off if you were burning brush and then all of a sudden you had some significant difficulty breathing within the next, I'd say, 12 to 24 hours. It's possible. 
Well, there is no getting around that summer is a sweaty time when you're working out, you're playing hard in the heat. Does perspiration actually prompt skin problems? If you leave that perspiration in one place for a long time, then you might notice some skin problems. But if you're showering frequently, trying to avoid, you know, heavy soaps or scented soaps that could cause additional irritation, but just rinsing every day with some soap and water, especially after exercising or working outdoors, then you shouldn't notice, you know, an extreme amount of difficulty just related to perspiration alone. Of course, that can vary per individual and you should always seek, you know, your providers. Overall, sweating is really a good thing for your body. Do you want to speak to keeping feet cooped up in hot, sweaty shoes for some significant amount of time? Any- Are we asking for trouble there? Not necessarily, but anytime you keep any body area, feet in particular, kind of cooped up in hot, sweaty, moist, dark spaces, that is kind of great for bacterial and fungal growth. So athlete's foot is a fungal infection, which is what most people are probably going to experience. But we do tend to tell people if you're someone who suffers from things like athlete's feet to wear uh, more open, you know, air flowing shoes, socks is that are white because the the dye in the socks tends to not let it breathe quite as much. If you're having an athlete's feet break out, wash your shower before you get back in because otherwise you're just going to continue to transfer this back and forth to yourself or family members, other people living in your household sharing that same space. How would you know you had athlete's foot? For those who've never experienced it, what does it look like? The most prominent thing that people complain about is obviously the itching piece of it, but when it gets really bad, you can even have, you know, redness, peeling between the toes, especially. Um, Anytime you have a skin breakdown, there's the potential for it to get worse and worse and worse. But at that point, it's not necessarily just the fungal. Now you're talking that we've introduced the ability for bacteria and things like that to kind of get in there. But I'd say initially it's, you know, the itchiness, the redness, things like that. So cleanliness is a Mm -hmm. first step. What other do-it-yourself treatment can I do, and when do I need to come see somebody? There are topical antifungals, you know, that I don't know that I think any one particular topical is per se better than another, but I'd always say start out with that. There's, you know, topical antifungal powders and things like that that you can get at home. You can put that into your shoes or your socks, put the creams and things on your feet. However, If it's really persistent, you know, you're trying everything, it's not getting better or it's continuing to get worse, then I usually say, well, come in and see us because there are systemic antifungals that we can give if it's kind of just a really recurring issue. But we try to do topical as much as possible, but even some of the topicals we give are a little bit better or stronger than what you can get over the counter. In Southwest Ohio, we are known for our humid summers. It can get so wet, you feel like you need gills. And yet... Skin can get so dry and irritated in the summer. How does that happen? I grew up in the Philippines, and it's not humid here. (laughs) (laughs) It always makes me laugh when people say that. I mean, it was 100% humidity and 90 degrees year-round, so (laughs) I beg to differ. But (laughs) but yeah, we do have some humid weather that, you know, you can definitely – feel uncomfortable in. The big thing is make sure you're staying hydrated. If you do get dehydrated, uh, you can have a lot of complications and feel pretty sick with that. And sweating is going to cause you to lose more of that fluid. So you just want to make sure you're keeping up on that. 
I would also say another piece that may contribute to the skin getting a little bit more dry is that we also tend to swim, pools, chlorine, chemicals. Those will always make your skin a little bit more dry. So, I mean, I think about some of the kids. I mean, they're on they're on summer break. Why wouldn't you want to go to the pool? So, but if they're in the pool every single day, you know, days and days on end, those chemicals are going to cause some irritation to the skin. So that may also contribute to the drying out as well. So kind of being aware of that piece and lotion is still going to be your best, but, but just keeping that in mind. There are undoubtedly many other rashes and irritations that crop up on summer skin. Is there kind of a general approach to keeping them at bay? Just the general itchy uncomfortableness. I would say, you know, the big thing is don't overreact, especially as a parent, to every rash that pops up on your child. A lot of them are just normal summertime kind of things. Keep an eye on them and especially watch kids because as they scratch, they can cause infections to develop. So know what's going on with your child's skin and what is their normal. But otherwise, just keeping things clean and trying to protect your skin as much as you can, that's our biggest barrier against all the outside toxins that can get in, and um, we need to keep good care of our skin. But it's going to do crazy things, so just kind of go along for the ride. <laughs> and I was going to add to that, too, that I think the other piece is remember that, you know, don't overreact, but if you have other symptoms that are going along with that rash, fever, you know, all of a sudden you you just feel really not well altogether, fatigue, malaise, just other general symptoms as a whole that just kind of line up with that rash. And maybe it's not just a rash. Maybe it is something else that's a little bit bigger, a little bit more of an issue. And then I would say definitely maybe get that checked out because it could be something that's not just your run-of-the-mill rash. Well, before we let you go, we want to know when you get the summer itchies, what is your summer go-to solution? I love charcoal. I know that sounds crazy. There's charcoal lotion that you can get in like little containers and it is very soothing and it helps with the itchiness. My kids ask for it on the daily. All of the bug bites they get, they're always looking for their charcoal. What does it look like? <laughs> Looks like charcoal. It's like a black lotion and you can just put it on pretty much anything and it really helps relieve that itching. So that's like our calamine lotion that we use. <laughs> Um, for me, I mean, I'm an, I'm actually an asthmatic and an allergy sufferer. So, I mean, I know that I have to do the daily antihistamines or Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtex, but definitely in the summertime, cause there's tons of extra stuff kind of in the air, but my skin also tends to dry out. So I'm going to get out of the shower and put lotion on just again, non-scented good lotion every day for the most part. And then just being cognizant too, of how much time am I spending in the sun? Do I have my sunblock on, which, you know, usually it's 30 or more is kind of your recommended appropriate level of sunblock. And then, you know, if you do get a sunburn, the aloe and different treatments to help re-moisturize your skin are always a good idea. So just kind of having that kind of stuff on hand so that you're prepared. So there you go. Great tips to help us ease through the summer without a scratch. We are grateful to Vandalia Family Care for sharing family nurse practitioners Sarah Bright and Sarah Wilson with us today. Thank you both for spending time with us. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know more, visit premierhealth.com slash healthnow. We'll be back. We hope you will. I'm Leslie Lane, and thanks for joining us. Watch for our next edition of Premier Health Now on air. <music> 